Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. There is no doubt the kitchen is the heart of Maria Lichty's home. The two peas in their pod, longtime food blogger, has amassed a following of thousands of fans who can't get enough of her delicious recipes. But cooking a beautiful meal is about so much more than the food for Maria. It's about opening the doors of her home to friends and family and creating powerful memories surrounding each bite. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hey everyone, popping on here to tell you about our latest collection drop on Stag Design. It's our art collection. These are beautiful, large-scale, very high-quality art pieces that will mix seamlessly with our current collection pillows and fabrics and wallpapers. You can check it all out on stagdesignshop.com. Maria, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So describe where you are right now recording. So I'm just at home in my bedroom. (laughs) How has um, life changed for you recently? I mean, I, so I always work from home. So that part isn't a lot different for me, but having the boys home 24 seven is a little bit different. Um, So it's just really hard to get anything done during the day. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because I, I hear from people who don't have kids or their kids are older and they're like, we're just loving all this extra free time and I'm getting so much done and I'm, you know, I'm I'm picking up a new language and we're yeah. like, uh, I've never been more busy. I've never been more stressed out. I've never been less productive. Is that how it is at your house too? For sure. At the beginning, I was kind of feeling the same way. I'm like, oh, I'm going to read all these books and do all these things. And I, the stack of books is still sitting there. <laughs> yeah, no extra time just because the days are so busy. And then by the nights when I used to have a little free time, I'm so tired that I just want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, you just like collapse in bed at the end of the day and you're like, yes. I am exhausted. And my appreciation yeah. for teachers has never been more. Oh, I know. I'm like, how do they do this? <laughs> <laughs> All day, every day. Yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with you, I mean, we've been friends for a while, but for anyone who doesn't know anything about Maria Lichty, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so I live in Salt Lake City. So Jen and I know each other and see each other. We don't live very far from each other, which is nice. But I have a food blog, Two Peas in Their Pod. And I've been doing that for a long time. I think I've been blogging for 11 years. When we got married, my husband and I, we did all the food for our wedding. And that's what started the blog because we did all the food for our wedding. And then after friends and family wanted the recipes. And so we're like, oh, we'll just put them on a blog. And then everyone was loving the recipes. So we kept doing it. And soon strangers were visiting. And we just turned it into our full time business. And So we've been doing the food blog thing. And then of course, you know, Pinterest started and Instagram, and then we wrote a cookbook. So we've just kind of been doing all the things focused on food, but then also sharing a little bit of our life and what we're doing um, along with the food content. 
So your cookbook is one of my favorites, and I think I've given it to everyone I know for Christmas. In fact, I gave it to all of the Stag Design team for their Christmas present, along with a Silpat. You're so sweet. Yes. How did you get to a point where you were you were creating your own recipes? Because I think it's one thing to feel like you can nail someone else's recipe, but to come up with your own, I mean, that's like a whole other skill set. Yeah. So I don't know. My brain just thinks about food all the time, like 24 seven. Um, so even when we were first married and just kind of doing the food thing as a hobby, I would just like think about recipes and I would wake Josh up in the middle of the night and I'm like, Ooh, we should make this. And he's like, seriously, go to sleep. So he bought me a notebook and I just started like jotting down recipe ideas I mean, so now I have dozens of notebooks lying around where I just jot down recipes and now like notes in my phone, everything. I just constantly think about food and how I can change up recipes. I mean, I get a lot of inspiration from going out to eat, traveling, um, like visiting the farmer's market and just, you know, playing around with different ingredients. So I don't know. I guess I always just think about food and how I can create. It's the way I create is in the kitchen. Let's talk about your home life growing up. What kind of house you grew up grew up in? Was food always a big part of your home? Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, so my dad loves to cook and bake, and I was always his little sous chef growing up, always in the kitchen. He's very well known for his cinnamon roll recipe, and that is the most popular recipe probably on our blog, and I put it in the cookbook because it's a family favorite. Um, so yeah, always baking with him in the kitchen. That was always fun. And then when I went to college, I was like, oh, I have to cook for myself. And so it just kind of continued on when I got off on my own. But yeah, growing up, we didn't, we, I grew up in Illinois in a very small town. And so we didn't go out to eat. There was really no restaurants to go out to eat unless you wanted to drive like 30 minutes. Um, so we were always just cooking at home and that's what I grew up doing. And just kind of continued that on once I got on my own. And then when I got married, Josh, you know, liked to cook too. So just something we like did together. And when we continued that through our relationship and then still doing it today with our kids. So you grew up in Illinois and then how did you end up meeting Josh and moving to Utah? So I, we both, he grew up in California. I grew up in Illinois, but we moved to Utah to go to school. And then we graduated and we were both living in Salt Lake um, and we just met, we lived in the same neighborhood and we were best friends for a year and then we ended up getting married. <laughs> Tell me about your home life together and how you sort of set up that culture of baking and cooking together and creating these beautiful meals together. Because I think that's something not a lot of couples do together. I think families do that together. But as far as a couple, that that's definitely unique. Mm -hmm. Well, luckily we both love, you know, entertaining and people. And even we were and when we were dating, we would always like, we both love sports. So we'd watch a game and have his roommates, my roommates over and food was always about bringing people together. And so we just continue that on from dating until we got married. And then, yeah, even for our own wedding, we did our own food. Everyone thought we were crazy, but I'm like, that is the one thing I care about. And I want it to be good and nice and that is kind of my stress reliever. So I'm like, if you just keep me in the kitchen baking and getting ready for the wedding food wise, and 
everyone else can worry about the flowers and the dress and decorations and things like that. I'll just focus on the food and then I know I'll be happy. <laughs> it was like you instantly had a catering company. Kind you of, You catered yes. your own wedding <laughs> and then everybody was asking you for all the recipes to, you know, do their own weddings probably. Yeah. So we, I mean, so we just kept cooking and I mean, that's just something we did. Um, again, cause we don't eat out a lot. So it's just, you know, out of necessity, you just cook to eat and, you know, we like doing it and especially sharing it with other people. That's the most fun part is, you know, making food and having people over to share it with. So you guys set up home base in Utah. Talk about your home, your first home together, and then how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So we love Salt Lake. Josh is um, really big into the outdoor scene. He skis, he bikes, he hikes. So we will never move because <laughs> um, he just loves the outdoors. And I love it because I grew up in a super small town, but Salt Lake is, it's a city, it's a big city, but it doesn't feel big. I feel like it still has that like hometown feel. Um, so we really love it here. And, you know, it's a great place to raise our children and we're loving it. So when we got married, we were up in the foothill area and then we moved into Mill Creek and we're still there today. And yeah, we love it. So you, in Mill Creek, you bought an old house. Yes. I mean, you live in a great neighborhood, but older, I would say older, more established neighborhood, but you don't live in an old house now. In fact, your house is, it's so beautiful. It's so warm and inviting, but it's new construction. Can you talk about that process? Yeah. So we love the neighborhood we lived in. We built the house or we bought the house when we got married and lived in that neighborhood and but we outgrew our home. So we decided we need to do something different. So we ended up building in the same neighborhood. I think that was four years ago. We've been in our current house, but we love it. We were able to build and de design and get exactly what we wanted. So when you walk into your house, um, you know, we always in Stag Design, we're always talking about the heart of your home, the place where you gravitate to, where you spend the most time, where everybody just feels most at ease and most comfortable. I'm assuming that for you is the kitchen. Yes, most definitely. And that's really what we designed the entire house around was the kitchen um, because that's where we spend all our, our time and it's our business and that's where people gather when they come over. So we really focused on making the kitchen the heart of the home and then making sure the surrounding areas, you know, were, so we have like a big open concept around the kitchen and dining and living room. And then even out to like the back patio, all it's like a wall of windows and all those windows like open up so we can have indoor outdoor entertaining too. Cause we, again, we just love having people over. Yeah. And I've been to one of those gatherings at your home and it is so lovely. You have this way of making everyone just feel at ease and comfortable. And I actually went to a cooking demonstration at your house, which yes. was so neat. And I, you schooled me. <laughs> I thought I had been making chocolate chip cookies the right way, but it turns out I have been making them the wrong way for a very long time. You taught, you know, you taught us all about butter temperature and fluffing your flour and, <laughs> and all these great skills that I hadn't been doing. Um, I'm sure that anyone who follows you is familiar with your famous KitchenAid collection. Yes. <laughs> so tell us about that. So I love baking, especially cookies. I am a little cookie crazy. So everyone has their favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe and their way of doing things. But 
I just love cookies. I think we have like 200 cookie recipes on our blog. And then our cookbook has an entire chapter dedicated to cookies. So yes, it's a little bit of an obsession. <laughs> a good one. A good one. Yes. And watching you make cookies is like, it's an art. I mean, you perfectly form every single ball and then you perfectly <laughs> put all the chocolate chips so that when the cookie bakes, it looks a certain way when it when it flattens out and the sea salt flakes on the top. If you haven't tried uh, Maria's chocolate chip cookie recipe or really any of her cookies. I mean, they're amazing. I mean, I I don't want to talk too much about all of your recipes, but I feel like <laughs> I've tried so many of them now. And our latest favorite during quarantine has been your chocolate banana bread. Oh, that one's a good one. That is a good yeah. one. Well, everyone's baking banana bread during quarantine. And so that one has gone viral and everyone's loving it. John was eating it and he was like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. I mean, it <laughs> oh, is good. so, it's so good. Um, so when you walk in your pantry, you have this wall, you have a large pantry and you have this wall of multicolored KitchenAids. Tell us how that collection started and your obsession with KitchenAids started and, and how you created this wall. Yeah. So I've loved KitchenAid mixers from, I can't, I don't know, for forever till I, I can't even remember when I first got my first one. I think I was in college and my dad gifted me one. So I've loved KitchenAid mixers for a long time, again, because I love to bake. And so when we got married, I think I had two KitchenAids at the time. And then when we built our new house, I told Josh, I'm like, someday I'm going to have a KitchenAid collection and so I want to make a shelf on the pantry for all my colorful KitchenAid mixers because KitchenAid makes hundreds of different colors of mixers. So I haven't even tapped into all of them, but I do have a rainbow collection now that we display on one wall of our pantry. And then above it, I have another shelf with just like fun, colorful candy jars. So it's just like a bright, cheerful pantry <laughs> um, based around the colorful KitchenAid mixers. It's really fun to look at. And there's always time to get every single one, Maria. I'm I know, sure right? that KitchenAid would sponsor you at this point and just send you their latest mixers because everyone I've talked to who I mentioned your name to, they're like, oh, she's the one with all the KitchenAids. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we were building the house and I told our builder, I'm like, I need this shelf to hold, I think it's seven KitchenAid mixers. He's like, those are heavy, right? I'm like, yes. So he's like, I don't know if that's going to work. And I think my face just like, he's like, oh no, we're going to make it work. Just kidding. <laughs> like I'll figure it out. Cause that was like my dream. I'm like, no, this has to happen. So luckily he figured it out and they're all on display. And I get this question a lot. Everyone wants to know, well, do you use them? It's like, of course I use them. That's what I do. I bake all the time. It's my job. It's my business. So we're always switching out mixers for different projects, videos, the different seasons. I like to pull out different colors. And then during the holidays, we always invite like neighborhood kids to come over and we set up different stations for cookie baking. And so we're always using them at different times. So it's fun to have them to pull down and use. What a fun idea. Those lucky kids in your neighborhood who get to come over and bake with all of your KitchenAids. Um, what are some of those other must-haves in your home? I know the KitchenAid wall and a grand kitchen. You have two large islands. What are some of those other things that you were like, these are things we have to have in our house? Yeah. 
So, I mean, I love having a double oven because I do bake all the time. So for me, that it saves me a lot of time having two ovens and we love the gas range. I also love a really good blender because I make smoothies every morning and it's great for sauces and pestos and dressings and things like that. Um, we also have two dishwashers, which I'm really appreciating right now because again, when you cook so much, it's nice to be able just to load them all up and get the dishes done. So yeah, and again, we have the two islands, which I really love. At first I was like, mm, I don't know if that's necessary. Um, but our kitchen is so large, and I love having one island that's more of the working island that has our big farmhouse sink and the two dishwashers, and it's back by the gas range. Um, and then we have another island where it has seating on it. And I love that so when people come over, they can sit down in the kitchen because everyone always ends up in the kitchen. Um, so if I'm still working and putting you know, the meal together, I like everyone just to be seated and relaxed on that second island. You know, I can put out a cheese board, have them have a drink or whatever, but I can still be working and they're not like up in my business, in my space. So I just like how it's all spread out because then I think people can come in, feel relaxed, but I can still like get things done. And even now, like with the kids home, they can sit there at the island and while Josh and I are working in the kitchen, but we are still able to get things done. And so I just like the flow of it all. That's when you know that, that, you have a passionate home cook because all of the things that you listed were things in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every single must have for your home revolved around your kitchen and baking and, and your kitchen aids. Tell us about your two little boys. Yeah. So we have two boys, Caleb and Maxwell. Um, they're eight and five and they really are best friends and which is so nice right now because they're playing so much together. So that's really been the joy of right now is getting them together so much and having all that bonding time with them and just watching them play every day. It's been really sweet, but they're a lot of fun, but busy boys always on the go. And I'm already realizing, oh, when they're teenagers, they're going to eat a lot of food. <laughs> so I'm trying to get ready for that. Well, that's why you're prepping all of the recipes, right? Yes. Because you're, you've got to have some range if they're going to be eating all the time. Yes. <laughs> some variety. What would you tell someone who is intimidated by cooking, intimidated by the kitchen? It's not a comfortable space for them on, on how to sort of make that more of their everyday. Yeah, I think you just need to start, you know, obviously start simple, pick out recipes and ingredients that you know that you like. Don't go for some crazy, you know, ethnic recipe that you've never tried before. Kind of just stick to the basics and then work your way up. And that's the thing. Cooking doesn't have to be complicated. Like good, simple recipes are just as delicious as, you know, some of these gourmet recipes that may take a long time. Because again, like when it comes down to it, I, I feel like simple food is best just using, you know, quality ingredients, fresh ingredients. We always try to cook seasonally. So whatever ingredients are in season, use those because they're going to taste better. But and again, yeah, sticking to what you know you love. So if you love pasta, if you love pizza, or, if, you know, if you love whatever it may be, start there. And so you're not disappointed, you know, like, I don't like this. Well, of course you don't like it. You didn't like it in the first place. So, you know, yeah, starting with what you love and then just experimenting, playing around in the kitchen. 
This is going to be a hard one, but what are your three or four go-to tried and true, always can count on them being a crowd pleaser or a family pleaser recipes? Oh, that is a tough one. So we do, I mean, we love making homemade pizza. That's one of our favorite things. So if we have people over, I think that's fun for everyone because we can put out a bunch of different toppings and let people make their own pizzas. Um, So that's always fun. And then we love Mexican food. So we love doing like the baked chicken taquitos are really popular, especially with kids. And then we do a lot of like burrito bowls or taco nights. Um, So that's always fun. And then I love making like different salads, especially during summertime. And again, using like fresh ingredients, but always, you know, mixing it up. I always do a good basil vinaigrette dressing that's really popular in the summer. And I just think that can like freshen up anything. Um, But yeah, I mean, we're cooking all the time, so we love mixing it up. But if you don't love to cook, don't be afraid to like stick to your basics and then just keep kind of the same format every week. Like I say, theme theme dinner nights work well for a lot of families where you can just say, okay, Monday's meatless. It's taco Tuesday. Wednesday, we're doing pasta. You know, Thursday, it's, you know, breakfast for dinner. Friday's pizza night. So if you kind of just stick to those basic nights and then just try to mix it up, maybe try a different taco recipe every Tuesday or, you know, a different pasta or something like that. But I mean, because I'd rather have you cooking than not cooking. So even if it's simple, you just you just got to do it. I love that idea. Themed nights. I've never really thought of it that way. But I think I've gotten into some ruts during isolation. I was like, the, probably the first four weeks. Oh my gosh, this is going going on for so long, right? I know. Like the right? first four like, weeks. What were those weeks? <laughs> I know they're kind of blurs right now. Um, I was like, every night was like a fancy dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And now we've sort of, I think, because it's gone on so long. I think everyone is feeling a little bit of fatigue. At least at my house, I am. I'm like, okay, like let's move on from this. Um, and so we've gotten into a couple ruts. Like I feel like my girls are eating like the same things over and over and over again. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to break it into themed nights. That's a really fun idea. Yeah. And it's really fun for the kids too, because then, yeah, you, you can make it more fun and it's a good way to get them involved. And if you let them pick the night, you know, then they get excited to help you in the kitchen or, you know, they're more likely to eat their dinner that night because they had a, a hand in it. So that's always fun. Um, what do you want your boys to remember about growing up in your home? Uh, I just want them to remember like love and fun. I mean, we, when we're in the kitchen, we try to like turn on music and let them help and laugh and dance and let them taste test. Even if it gets messy, you know, if they're mixing and helping, yes, expect an e- extra mess, but that's okay, you know? And that, and that goes for like our entire home. Like when people come over, like, Yes, I like a clean house, but I don't want it to be too clean that people feel like they're not able to relax and enjoy themselves. So messes can be cleaned up. So even when we had our brand new house or whatever, it's like, I don't care because I want it to be lived in and I want it to be loved and everyone to feel welcome. So um, that goes for our family and other families that come over. But for our boys, yeah, I just want them to remember being happy and well fed <laughs> and remember all those good times in the kitchen and I don't doubt I don't think anyone doubts that they're well fed. <laughs> I I think everyone knows they're well fed. Um and I am looking forward to 
getting together with you once this whole thing is over because your gatherings are so fun and so welcoming. You definitely accomplished that. Yes, we have to do it. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Um, maybe we can have like a pillow party and a cookie party. That would <laughs> be so fun. Count me in. <laughs> okay. Where can people find you? So our blog is twopeasinthairpod.com. And then on Instagram, I'm twopeasandpod. And you can find us there. And then our cookbook came out in September. And so you can find that on Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, all the places. And the cookbook has a hundred recipes that aren't on the blog. They're just um, exclusive to the cookbook, but then 15 favorites that are on the blog too. That ones that I just had to put in there. <laughs> yeah. You guys, it seriously is the best cookbook. You're so um, sweet. I'm so glad love you're it loving so it. Much. But we'll have to cook together soon. That would be fun. Oh, that would I I would I be scared about like no. cooking with you? You know what? We should cook something together like over Instagram live or something because yes. I could definitely use some tips. I've tried a bunch of the recipes in your cookbook though, and every single one has been a crowd pleaser. I love them. I'm so glad. So (laughs) thank you so much, Maria, for joining us. Thank you. This was fun. Yes, you're awesome. And uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'd of course love for you to check out Maria's blog, her Instagram, and let us know what you think of this episode. Leave us a little rate and review. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.